Name. Chris Kringle. Name. Santa Claus. Name. Pierre Noel. Baba Natale. Come talk. Captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet Geekery. We are approaching collision. Quicks, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Security code accepted. Hello, Geeks, and welcome to episode 28 of Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks devoted to let people know that they are loved. And uh, we're so glad to have you guys with us. My name is Dallas, and with me is Celeste and special, special guests, the great bearded pirate movie geek lover, Mr. Chris. <laughs> I like the fact that you called him a pirate. <laughs> he kind of looks like a pirate. I, but, he has, but you have both of your eyes. I can't see out of them, but... <laughs> well, there you go. That makes up for it. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about 1994's The Santa Claus. I want, to do, I want you guys to do us a favor. As you listen, interact with us. Leave comments on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash geek devotions. Also, one last thing, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps with people being able to find our show and determine whether or not this is a show that they want to partake, that they want to take in and listen to. So, yeah, go to iTunes, look for ComTalk by Geek Devotions, and leave us a comment and rate us. Put five stars. or Five stars are nice. Don't be, don't be one of those people that put one star. I mean, you can if you just don't like us, but why are you listening to this point right now if you don't like us? Definitely don't put half a star because why even bother? <laughs> <laughs> right? Just just put nothing. <laughs> All right. So, Celeste, what's special about today? Well, today is the fourth official episode of Geekmas. Yes. The fourth official podcast episode of Geekmas. Right. So, we are pretty excited about this. When this airs, we will officially have only one more sleep till Christmas. Yes. It's a true story. I'm excited. <laughs> one I more like, sleep. I like Christmas. It was, a, it was a song in Muppet's Christmas Carol. Really? Yeah, they, okay. they sing it. The little bitty frog. Oh, okay. Sings it. One of uh, Miss Piggy's sons. Right. Not not the one with the crutch, but the other one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was Kermit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll it was call, a frog. We'll a call frog Fr- sang it. <laughs> we'll call Francisco and ask him. Because <laughs> he would know. <laughs> well, they just did that show. They did. So. I can't Are you familiar with that show, Chris? That. You know, I can honestly say I've never seen a Muppet Christmas. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. That hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. No shame here. <laughs> okay. So, one more sleep till Christmas as of the airing or debut or whatever you want to call it. What is this called? Airing? Airing. Uh, release. 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 The release of this episode. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, things that you need to know. Tonight, Dallas will be doing a live reading of The Night Before Christmas. Yeah. It's going to be on Facebook. We're super excited about it. And I uh, hope you guys you guys can join us. Go to facebook.com forward slash geek devotions. It's going to be about 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we hope to have you guys uh, be a part of it. Also, really cool thing. Uh, tomorrow morning on our YouTube channel, we'll be releasing a video early in the morning. And I'm going to be reading Luke chapter 1 and kind of be discussing uh, the birth of Jesus. I know that uh, this is kind of a controversial subject for some people about whether or not Jesus was actually born during Christmas time. 
I don't care. For me, I celebrate this uh, as a, a dedication to our Savior's birth, Jesus Christ. And so we're gonna I'm gonna read through Luke one, and we're gonna talk about it, and that's gonna be there for you guys to have for yourselves. Maybe maybe you don't have the opportunity to go to church today, or maybe you work a night shift and you just need something to kind of focus on what today's about, or maybe uh, maybe you don't have any family to be with today, uh, and so we want to put this out there for you guys. Uh, that being said. One last special announcement. Next week's special guests are our friends Ben, Evan, and Steven from Strangers and Aliens Podcast. And I am mad excited about this list. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. They're going to be doing a podcast and they're also going to be doing uh, Geek Devotion. And it's going to be really awesome. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Generations. All right. So like I said earlier, we have a special guest, Chris, the ticking bearded movie pirate. (laughs) It's great to be here. It's great to be here. So Chris, how you doing, man? I am doing pretty awesome. This is uh, a new experience, but it's pretty awesome. What are your expectations for today's show? Uh, Have fun. There you go. Discuss a movie. (laughs) One of my favorite things to do. That pretty much happens anytime we get together. I know. That's right. Chris is a good friend of ours from church, and uh, you may recognize Chris's voice. Specifically, because back in May for our May Movie Madness, Chris and a couple other folks got together uh, from our church and they took over our channel all month long doing great episodes of Geek Devotions. He was the guy wearing the Darth Vader mask. In fact, he was wearing the exact shirt <laughs> that he's, he's wearing, wearing right, right now. now. Oh, no, this is a new one. Is it a new one? This is a new one. I thought this was, Okay, I'm going to go back and watch no, the episode. Yeah, I had Vader on the other one, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> it says, nice suit, Vader. I bet it cost you an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah. dirty. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who can't see oh, man. this shirt. But yeah, Chris and, and, and uh, the other cats from Ministry Training Center, they did a great job. And uh, we really appreciated them taking over for the month of May. And uh, keep an eye out. Speaking of this, um, they are going to be taking over our channel again. We've got a new batch of, of amazing students from the Ministry Training Center. And they're going to be taking over Geek Devotions, i thinking, a month earlier than they did. So not yeah. uh, May, but April, they'll be taking over our channel, if I do my math right. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, it's going to be like, we're super excited about that. Um, Chris, uh, like I said, we're glad to have you here. It's great to be here. Have you listened to a lot of Crom Talk before? Um, no. Uh, Sweet. Nice. <laughs> I just discovered it. Okay. Well, I've been meaning to, uh, and I've listened to the one on Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to try to listen to a couple more today, and I just didn't have time. It's all good, man. So we worries. understand. But they were great. Or it, the one was great. Right. So just so you know how those things work, man, it's laid back, conversation, have fun, real friendly style. In fact, it's funny. Um, I was talking with a buddy of mine who has another podcast, The Reformed Anime Hub. And a great podcast. I'll encourage y'all to check it out. They talk about anime and and kind of uh, interject their own faith into it here and there. And he was talking about how everyone's podcast is a little different. We have a friend named Becky, and her podcast is super nice and very sweet. And and, and he goes, y'all just seems like just very friendly. He goes, mine kind of feels like a fight club. <laughs> <laughs> it's like personality. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. So no fight club here tonight. No. Um, but it's just Christmas. It's Christmas. So, and with Christmas, we're talking about the Santa Claus. And um, for those of you, this is your first time listening. When we do these movie review episodes, we generally break things up into a few sections. One, we talk about things we liked. Uh, We talk about things we didn't like. And then we talk about some deeper meanings. And then if there's some sort of controversy based around the movie itself, we'll handle that on the back end. Um, The last few movies have been controversial because we're trying to decide if they're Christmas movies or not. 
Well, I think we might need to decide that for this one as well, huh? Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. I was like, I think this one's oh, pretty cut and dry. This is pretty cut and dry, man. <laughs> there's, there's it's a like, dispute. I'm not sure if it's a Christmas movie. But, uh, there's a dispute somewhere we don't know about. <laughs> oh, this got weird. It's like, yeah. no, this is a Hanukkah movie. What? <laughs> All right, so. Well, you know. That's it. Let's get into this, and we're going to start off. Um, let's talk about some things that we liked about the movie. So, so Chris, since you're our, our guest, man, tell us about some things that you liked about the movie. Oh, well, um, this movie is probably one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's just a good, a feel good movie right. all the way around for Christmas and, uh, you know, just kind of keeping the spirit alive. Um, that's, that's really all I can say for what I like, <laughs> actually. I mean, it's just a good Christmas movie for the family. You know, it's it's pretty clean if you got little kids. You right. Know, my kids and uh, and I actually watched all three of the Santa Claus movies in the past week and a half or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we watched all three of them, and they're all they're all great in the movie. So. You know, it's funny you say that about the, the fan, about the, just being a, just a good movie to watch, feel good movie. Celeste and I were talking about earlier, I'm trying to figure out what I dislike and, and like about the movie, and... It rebels out. It's just a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. I mean, <laughs> it's just you know you watch it, you feel good by the end of it. You know the the stepdad's an, an idiot, and you're okay with it. And, yeah. You know Santa Claus rides off into the sunset. You know, <laughs> it's snow flurries. Yeah. It's snow flurries. Yeah. <laughs> There's the snow flurries. There's actually a, like um, I watched it on Amazon with the the trivia and learned some pretty cool things. Um, one that I noticed before watching it, but a new one. There's actually two um, James Bond references really? in this movie. Yes, when Judy brings Scott Calvin right. the hot cocoa, she says it was shaken, not, not stirred. Right, right. And that's the one I'd caught, but right. I never under I never caught the one later on in the movie when Bernard, the head elf, right, is showing. The sleigh. Oh yeah, and he introduces Quentin. Yeah, which Q. Is kind of Q. Oh, and, <laughs> and Q is like talking about all the little gadgets on the sleigh, and I never really caught that until right. today. And I was like, oh wow, that's I, pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't catch so, it till you said it. <laughs> James, I'm a big James Bond fan. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. How about you, Babe Love? Um, I agree that it was just a good movie, but I think that my favorite part of it, and what I have to say I just really, really, really liked, was that it kind of made sense of the magic of Christmas. Mm. Like, I am, I, I love Christmas, but it made it make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, how does Santa Claus get in down the chimneys well you know he's not gonna do what i always until i saw this movie assumed and have a very tiny elf go in and pick the lock which makes santa creeper um breaking into a house is a creepy already there's a a book about this okay there's a book about this little tiny elf that goes in and unlocks the door so santa can get any he lives in santa's beard which (laughs) some yeah my man needs to watch that beard (laughs) breaking and entering but yeah. Yeah, yeah so i mean it just made sense because santa's magical that everything would go and let him go through. Right. Now, you have an interesting point of view of this movie. Yes. And you were sharing that with us before we started recording was that when you watched this movie... Wait, you- before you say that, any small children should not listen to this. I refuse to be responsible for that. <laughs> so, we'll give parents give you a second to rush your kids out the door. Pause. Pause. Get them out. Right. And then continue. <laughs> It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I refuse to do that to a child. I understand. All right. 
So now that you've gotten your kids out the door, or maybe you didn't. Maybe this is the opportunity you've been waiting for. You've been waiting for this opportunity. Don't do it. Crush their hopes and dreams. Don't do it. You still believed in the mythical Santa Claus. Yes. All right. And so with that being said, you have a very interesting point of view because you still believed. Yes. And you watched this movie. Yes. So what made this movie more interesting for you? Well, it like I said, it made I was I've always been very analytical. Mm-hmm. I'm like the most imaginative analytical person I've ever met because <laughs> most people don't think I'm analytical. Right. But it explained things to me. It's like, okay, Yes, it's all magic, and yes, it's a stretch, but this makes sense. How right. has this guy been doing this all year? Oh, well, he falls off a roof, another one puts on the suit, and becomes Santa. How does he get into the houses? The chimneys expand and make creepy wall things. I mean, it just made sense. And so I think that's part of why I love the movie so much, because it's nostalgic for me. I go mm-hmm. back and I go, oh, I believed in this. <laughs> that was just last week, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Santa Claus is coming down on Tuesday this real. year. I still believe. I will always believe. Clap twice. What? Clap, you believe. Um, what? What? You never heard of those things? They do those things where every so often it's like, um, they'll have like those specials. It's like, they want the kids to clap their hands if they still believe in Santa Claus or ring ring the bells. Or sing like an elf. Or sing like an elf. Something yeah, like that. Like, there's always something like that in one of those things. End. I've only ever heard that when it came to Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they did it with, with Santa Claus a couple times. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I was, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah. Thought, I thought we were going to Peter Pan, and I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So, um, I'm going to add my... my for my stuff that I liked about it, I just kind of same echo what you guys are saying. It's just a feel-good movie, like legitimately. And, and in a world where we live in right now where there's a lot of movies that just aren't really that great of a feel-good moment, uh, there seems to be a lack of it that's not just stupid. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, this is meant to be feel-good, but you're just like, there's so much cheese. Yes. There's a lot of cheese in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of cheese in this, but it's it's executed well. And I yeah. think it's the Tim Allen's uh, personality and his way he does humor it's executed where you're like, you enjoy it. You know it's ham. You know it's, you know, there's a lot of cheese to it. You know you got, you're making a sandwich right now. It's but, high grade <laughs> cheese. Yeah, I give you that. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's like, Tim Allen, too. Yeah. You know, right. that, that was one thing. That was one other thing that I learned today, too, that uh, Bill Murray actually turned down the part. Really? It, it was written for Bill Murray. Hmm. And after he read it, he said it wasn't really his style of comedy, so mm-hmm. he turned it down. And then Chevy Chase was the second in line. No kidding. And was going to do it, but he had scheduling conflicts uh, with another movie. So it fell to Tim Allen, which to me, I, I, I think, think he perfect. just fit the part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really think that he, he was the one that should have played it. So. Yeah. And you would never know that it wasn't made for him. They even right. made jokes about home improvement. They did. Yeah. Right. There's a couple of things. Yeah. Like he picks up a tool belt when right. he's in the, in the toy factory. And yeah, there's a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. But Tim has this ability to take on any role and yeah. and make it his role. Yeah. I don't care who's written for, how it's done. He makes it his his role, and that's why I enjoy about him is um, he is able to interject himself into any situation, and it makes sense. Right. And so, um, like Except I said, for this one, because it would not make sense for him to be here right now. <laughs> I I don't know. He'll figure it out. So, but It'd be funny. It would We'd be, be funny. confused. He'd be okay. So, but I, like I said, I just really enjoy. Because it is a family-friendly film that is like just 
you know, you feel good by the end of it. Yeah, there's some cheese to it, but there's a lot of stuff. There's some fun stuff. You talk about all the references they dropped into yeah. different things. Um, I enjoy trying to catch those things and stuff. Uh, and then there's too. there's fun scenes like, um, oh, the scene where uh, they're walking out. It's like Christmas Eve or something like that. And he's wearing like the flame retard suit and they got the the ZZ Top music playing. Yes. And they all stop there to do a little dance. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like it draws you you're like, you're like, yeah, failing, we're doing this. Failing. Because only in the 90s was that dancing cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's ZZ Top. I mean, what do you well, want? I mean, ZZ Top is always cool, but you know. Right. <laughs> Another great scene. That was. Uh, oh, the man. Dance. Crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So any other things you guys want to add to the conversation about things that we liked about this movie? Um, next time you watch it, watch for elves. Yes. Because there's elves scattered throughout. There's, really? This is even, another thing that I didn't notice. Even in the very beginning of the movie. Yes. In the very the beginning of the movie, credits. while he is driving, uh-huh. they show kids looking into the store and one of the little girls turns her head and you can see she has elf ears. Oh. And, and they've done that throughout the movie. I, I didn't catch it again. Yeah. I love Amazon X-Ray watching movies with right. X-Ray because you get all this extra stuff. This is not affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> but Amazon, you may pay us if you yeah. want to. I'm going to have to look see if there's an Amazon affiliate link. Oops. And, uh, put in the show <laughs> oh, no, notes. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I don't know that. Again, that's, that's what I like about the movie is there's all these small things they add in there. And I appreciate mm-hmm. movies that take the time to do that. Definitely. I feel like some movies are just slapped together where there's not a lot of substance, a lot of meat. And there's not a lot of think, replay and uh, But, like, when I talk about video games and when the, movie, the video games I loved, they're the games that I, I could replay without any issues. Yes. Because there's... Either the story's that intriguing, or there's so many extra things that you could do. Uh, I wrote a review on Batman Arkham Asylum a couple weeks ago. It's on our website, geekdevotions.wordpress.com. And um, I talked about it, and there's so much in Batman Arkham Asylum. Even though I've finished the game, I'm not done with the game. Like, I've gone through the whole story, and it says I'm only 75% through. Wow. And so I want to go back and try to find all the things I've missed. I've lost the game. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> you have to explain that now. We're going to take a pause right now. <laughs> Before we go into our next section of things we don't like, Celeste, for the people who haven't freaked out just now <laughs> and are, are now spamming our email with hate it's mail. It's not my fault. You said it. <laughs> tell people what the game is. Uh, okay. Um, you may have to help me out on this. Okay. The game was a sociological experiment that came out of Oxford. And they basically were trying to find something and see how people reacted to something you cannot lose or cannot win. Cannot win because you always lose. So (laughs) with that in mind, the point of the game is to not think about the game. Right. Once you have thought about the game, you must say, I have lost the game. Because you've lost the game. Because you've lost the game. Because you thought about it. Because you thought about it. (laughs) You then have... Five minutes? Ten minutes. Ten minutes to forget the game. And then, as long as you don't think about the game, you are winning. This is a true story. This is a real thing that takes place. It is. <laughs> so, we should do an entire podcast on the, the, game. Game. the game. We'll yeah. do that. We'll do because that. Because we have some good stories. But, but the that really is... sad thing about it is, when you lose the game, you cause everyone else in the world to lose the game. Exactly. Or anybody that hears you anyway. Everybody in your, in your <laughs> yeah. sphere of well, influence. Well, I mean, we're now on the World Wide Web, so... You, there's no telling how many 
people have lost the game. Hundreds of thousands of people will lose the game because of you, Celeste. Thank hey, you. he said it. <laughs> he said it. All right, let's move forward. Let's talk about things that we did not like about the movie. So, Celeste, we'll start with you with this one. What did you not like about the movie? Uh, I forget every year about this part that I don't like it, mm-hmm. but it's such a sad movie. What do you mean? Like, the kid's getting taken away from him, and he's losing parental rights, and then the psych, psych, not psychotic, psychiatric dude's being a jerk, (laughs) and it's just, it's a sad movie. Like, it punches you in the feels a couple times. (laughs) It does. And I forget that it does that because it's so magical. (laughs) I block out the sad because Dallas can tell you I don't do sad movies. True story. I won't. I just won't. So this is my exception (laughs) because I forget that it's sad. Right. Um, It's okay as long as there's a happy ending, though. And there's a happy ending. I don't care if it makes me want to cry. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but that's a good movie, though. Yeah. If dude, it like if it moves you emotionally, that's the dude that's got his I mean. Oscar Mayer wiener. And he we were got all his weenie whistle. He <laughs> got his weenie whistle. That is the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get on a soapbox real quick. <laughs> they. Especially him. We're such babies, kids. You do not <laughs> stop believing in something because you don't get your way. Right. Fakers. <laughs> that is what I'm calling on that one. What's, what's part of the fact that he was three? Three years old. Yeah, three. It's like, oh, it it's explains so much about your personality really right now. It does. It, right. yeah. it really. Mm-hmm. So, but I can remember, again, I believed at this point. So I can remember being he going, he's so stupid. Just because Santa didn't give you what you wanted doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Right. I told my mom, I was like, you didn't give me what I wanted, but you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Oh, oh, wow. Celeste is passionate about that. We're going to move on before she, she goes off the deep end. So Chris, how about you, man? What did you not like about the movie? Well, um. There's not really a whole lot that uh, I didn't like. It was kind of weird that um, the elves were actually like little kids. There was like the one scene with Judy, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how good she looked, which I don't think he meant anything. Yeah. But at the same so time, he, I'm thinking, these it, are little kids. It's right. kind of weird. You know? yeah, it's like, well, you look good for I you. mean, they're supposed to be yeah. old, but yeah. it's still a little girl. Yeah, you know? exactly. But it was funny. She's like... You know, thanks, seeing but I'm seeing rapping. someone rapping. <laughs> that was that was just kind of weird. I wouldn't say necessarily that I didn't like it. It was mm. just kind of odd that right. that they were because I wa- I also watched um, Fred Claus oh, okay. the other day too. Have you seen that? Uh, I, re- I saw parts of it. It's it's pretty good too. And uh, but those elves were like they were adults that they mm-hmm. you know through the magic of cinematography they right. made them small you know. But they were actually adults. Right. This was like little kids, so that was kind of weird. Right. So for the people who can't see them, Chris made a hand motion, and I was so very confused because the way he did it, I'm like, did they grow them from a bean? Like, (laughs) what's... They're like small. They're stretchy. What's going (laughs) Small person. They're little people. I was a little confused. Except use your imagination. Right. Imagination. Imagination. Right. The, the um the, on a more serious note, which I, we'll probably get to this more in the deeper thoughts, mm-hmm. but uh, really the main thing that I don't like about it is there's no mention of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I know it's about Santa Claus and Christmas, and it's not a Christian movie, obviously. Right. But there are some Christmas movies about Santa Claus where they'll at least give an acknowledgement 
of the tree region for the season. Right. right? But this there was nothing. Nothing in this no one. No mention whatsoever of any kind of nativity or anything. So mm-hmm. I didn't really care for that. I um the line the witch in the wardrobe when you know um the witch's spell is starting to break and Christmas comes back, you know, it's always winter, never Christmas. When Father Christmas comes back, he acknowledges Jesus. So I thought that was kind of cool because mm-hmm. you still got Father Christmas, Santa Claus, but he's acknowledging Aslan. Right. And uh, so that was that was one thing that that I don't like about it. But right, that's one of those things where um, it's not a deal breaker for me right. for a Christmas movie. It was given again, it was a fantasy thing. It is one of those strange things where you do see a lot of Christmas movies, and there is some sort of acknowledgement of at least. Um, some sort of faith that's Christian based. Right. They may not say Jesus instantaneous. They may only refer to the the baby born. You right. And I don't think I even heard any songs that were necessarily. You know, now that you're saying that, I don't even think I remember seeing scenery. Mm-mm. But right. I wonder if that was Disney trying not to offend anyone. Could be because there wasn't also there also wasn't mention of Hanukkah, and mm. that's a pretty big deal around this time of right. year. So. And I'm sure there's other holidays mm. as well that I'm just not thinking of. But those are the two big mm. ones, and there just was no... Right. But it was pretty singularly focused on the lore of Santa Claus this is at the true. same time. Right. And so right. I think it's a, there's a lot of factors. Because uh, it's my understanding that um, Tim Taylor is actually a... Um, or Tim Allen, rather. Tim Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's the well, same he, person. He was Tim Taylor. But, <laughs> but yeah. Tim Allen, he's actually a pretty outspoken... Um, conservative but also a man coming from a christian faith background and so um he may not have been at that point and that's a possibility because he wasn't too far removed from his time period where um yeah because when was his arrest when uh it was in the 80s yeah I think. it was it was a long time yeah ago. so but even before this movie mm-hmm. so but i don't know and uh, uh, that's some good points about there uh, something that i didn't like about the national Myth movie was um, something that was brought up on our friends podcast that came out this past Wednesday on Retro Rewind podcast. Uh, Francisco and Paul Powers, great guys. Uh, I would encourage you guys to check it out, retrorewindpodcast.com. And uh, they have all their podcasts right there. You can also find it on iTunes and Google Play. But uh, one of the things that one of the people on their show had said that there was this weird escalation that took place where he comes back and it's like, Charlie believes in Santa Claus still. And they are just like way too angry about this. Like, that was way too quick. I mean, I get the the annoyance of, look, we talked about this, you know. But, I mean, they have a history of him doing whatever he wants to do. They should be, okay, okay annoyed. But they were just angry. Like, they were like, what's wrong with you? You're ruining this child. <laughs> I mean, this well, the escalation of it seemed way too quick. I think some of that it was meant to indicate that there had been problems between the parenting styles before. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I got mm-hmm. from the very first argument is that she and sure. ugly sweater guy didn't were trying to Nail. raise him. Ugly sweater guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to Nail. raise him Nail. in a certain <laughs> manner and Scott was very much against that. Right. And so, to me, that indicated more of a history than mm. anything else. I can see that, but still, it was just, it was just a, such a huge escalation. Yeah. And just the way things played out, they are like, okay, all right, somebody's a reality. Like, this dude, at whatever happened at age three, whatever happened to this weenie whistle, they really <laughs> jacked him up. Because he's like, he's like on a war against Christmas. He, this was a war on Christmas before there was the AFA, all right, or <laughs> AFR, whatever it is. <laughs> it's both, yeah. Oh, yeah. American, American Family, Family Radio. Association. Association. They're the ones that put out the list of like places to boycott and 
everything because there's a war on Christmas. Oh, great, a great organization. Yeah, I legitimately enjoy them. They're the ones that I normally listen to in the morning. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I was yeah. a little confused. I was like, I thought we liked yeah. these people. Yeah, we do. So. Yeah. I, that's kind of how I took it. It, it was kind of Neil, mm-hmm. you know, because he was so crushed as a small child. Mm-hmm. He didn't get his windy whistle. So he was like, you know, completely dead set against, you know, you got to have your feet grounded and, right. you know, you got to leave your imagination behind. You're too old. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't know that I would say that it escalated quickly. I can, I, I understand that. But at the same time, it also creates this huge um, chasm between, you mm-hmm. know, you've got both extremes. Yeah. You've got this guy who's becoming father christmas right you know and this other guy over here and mom who are completely against it you know so it just kind of created this huge mm-hmm. tension um early on which i think may have been intentional yeah i think so i don't know possibly again there's not so much you can do with like an hour and a half film right. yeah and so they have to do stuff to build the tension and get things going but just the way the response was it just seemed a little off to me it was uh, it removed from the reality of again we're talking about a fantasy movie about yeah. a dude that you know <laughs> It flies around on a reindeer, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm just like, it was just a little too much for me. All right, so now that we talked about things we liked and we didn't like, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about deeper thoughts and also some comments from our, our members of the Devoted Geek Life on their favorite lines from this movie. And I'd love to get your guys' opinions about their favorite lines and also maybe your favorite lines from the movie. So be right back. Are you a new business or ministry and need help getting your message out? Are you a budding artist who needs help sharing your passion with the world? Need help creating a social media presence that's impactful and represents who you are, but can't afford to have someone else run it for you all the time? One of my passions is to help people establish a social media presence so they can reach others with a message that encourages and changes lives. Not only do I want to help you create it, but I want to give you the skills so that you can maintain and grow your online presence. I offer a variety of services from graphic design to creating a social media campaign to consultation. If you're interested in my help, email me at geekdevotions at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, and we're back from our commercial break. And uh, like I said, we're going to go into things a little little differently. Uh, We're going to talk about some deeper thoughts. But first, I want to talk about some of the comments left on Devoted Geek Life Facebook page, which is our, our kind of our group community page for Geek Devotions. Uh, just look for Devoted Geek Life and we'll be pulled up right there. Make sure you leave, if you want to be part of the group, make sure you answer the questions. Uh, it helps us to separate the real people from the bots. So that being said, um, let's look at these comments. Francisco Ruiz of Virtual Rewind Podcast. He actually put up a picture of it, I guess a, a meme. And it's when um, Tim is sitting at the at the doctor's office <laughs> and he goes the doctor's going i don't know scott you're as healthy as a horse and he goes yeah a clydesdale <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh i'm gonna skip celeste's comment on the page because she's gonna tell her own later well i was gonna do something different because i have a lot of favorites <laughs> right can you read christy's because you have the full thing right there yeah. christy ruiz who is also uh the bride of francisco ruiz so Christy's favorite one was name Chris Kringle, name Sinterklaas, name Paranoel, Bob Vanatale, Peltznikal, 
<laughs> okay, Kyle, maybe a couple hours in the tank will change my mind. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. All right, Josh Berkeley from um, the podcast that Celeste and I got to do a little bit ago, about a month ago now, which is Victim of the Villains podcast. He says, um, does this look like a little bit of weight to you? <laughs> so, What were your guys' favorite quotes or lines from the movie? The, the uh, different names is probably... It might make the top of my list. And the, the Topo, Topo Jiju, <laughs> that's actually a reference to the Ed Sullivan show. That's oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's that, cool. That, that's actually, Topo Jiju is actually not even a name for Santa Claus. It was a dog, maybe. Oh, really? On, uh, on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> and he said it in the style of Ed Sullivan. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that whole little interview scene with the cop was, was one of my favorites. <laughs> I, was, I was intrigued by that because as I was reading it off IMBD, it was like Ed Sullivan. I was like, why is it saying Ed Sullivan? Topo <laughs> Shijo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And Celeste, you said you had a quote that you wanted to do that was different from the, uh, what you posted up. So what is it? I have two. Go Can ahead, I do two? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So Neil says, what about Santa's reindeer? Have you ever seen a reindeer fly? Charlie goes, Yes. Well, I haven't. Have you ever seen a million dollars? No. Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist, which I can relate because I know million dollars exist, but I've never seen them. (laughs) And then the one where it goes, whoa, Dad, you're flying. Scott goes, it's okay, I'm used to it. I lived through the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) That line. I forgot about that one. That That line. That's pretty good, too. So funny. There's just so many gems in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. There are the uh, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I actually that's one of the that I had written down. Oh yeah, and my favorite probably is uh, Judy tells Scott when he's at the North Pole, seeing isn't believing, believing right. is see, seeing. And yeah, that's like that's faith in a nutshell. Right yeah. there, you know. Well, since you since you you mentioned that, let's go ahead and dive into our deeper thoughts section of the show. This is where we take a look at, at the movie or show that we're d- reviewing, and we talk about some of the deeper themes we see. In it, if you're not familiar with Com Talk um, on a regular basis, we are the extension of Geek Devotions, and on every Friday we put out devotions based off geek culture and stuff like that. So this is a pretty common thing that we do. So we're just kind of kind of spitfire this. So Chris, you're up to bat first, man. What's something deeper you saw? The fact that Scott Calvin was a toy maker that uh, that kind of hit me when I watched it the other day. Mm-hmm. He was already he was already making toys, right? So he was already kind of walking in this calling, yeah. You know, and uh, it was almost like it was his destiny, and I think that's why you see the elves throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's almost like they knew something was going to happen. Like this guy, they knew that this man was going to be. He was already destined, right? You know, it was like his destiny to become Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, you don't really you don't really think that when Santa Claus falls off the roof because it seems like an accident. Mm-hmm. But he was already walking in a toy maker calling beforehand. I just mm-hmm. that kind of struck me, and I don't know when I watch movies, I always look for deep, probably right. sometimes too deep meanings. <laughs> sometimes but that one uh, as long I don't as you run with it too far. Right, right. <laughs> but I just, I thought that was kind of cool that he was already and, and and it's cool because you see this dichotomy after he starts to become Santa Claus. When he goes back to the conference meeting and the guy's making the uh, the total tank, right? And he like shuts that down. He's like, "No, you're missing the whole point." You know, it's like, right? Because he was starting to step into that role, the spirit of Christmas. I didn't know that was going to be funny. No, I think about that scene where he's talking about it's like, "Well, kids, I hope you're good." Because Santa just took over Miss Johnson with the Panzer. It didn't come. 
was on one of my list of queer yeah. quotes. That, that whole uh, conference, uh, yeah, that whole presentation meeting yeah. was, was a good scene, too. And that's something that we see in life is, you know, God does, I mean, he uses our gifting and callings to do to help us do things. And he's called us to do stuff that's within our skill set. Exactly. A lot of people are like, well, I don't know what I can do. What's in your hand? What, what are yeah, you exactly. doing right now? God wants to use that for his kingdom, for his glory. And we see that throughout uh, history. Mm-hmm. Even in scriptures, Paul was a, a Pharisee of Pharisees. He, I mean, he says in his own writing. And so he was a man of influence. He was a man of learning and teaching. And this is what he did. And so when he got saved... Well, from Saul to Paul, he did that. He used his own giftings, his own skill sets. And then beyond that, he was a trained, um, and depending on who you're talking to, either he made tents or he made talits. And he, that's how he did his living. That's how he helped funded his own ministry. Yeah. And so God does that in a lot of ways. And so that's a great point to bring out, but he was operating it already. Just to kind of confirm what you were saying, or mm-hmm. not confirm, but add to another story in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, there was a woman who actually killed a general of an imposing army, mm-hmm. and she was a tent maker. So what did she use? She used a tent spike through oh. his temple. So <laughs> Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> but it was what she had. Right. You know, he Don't thought, use what you have to kill people. We're not saying... <laughs> Please don't. But thou shalt not it kill. Was war. <laughs> well, and God had already told the other general that the honor would be taken away from him, and it was kind of insulting for it to be given to a woman. Right. But it's the same premise of he thought he was safe with this woman. Well, she was used to pitching tents and making mm-hmm. tents, and so she had the strength behind her to do what needed to be done. Right. And God used her. And God used her to aid in the victory. Absolutely. So these are people. That's in the book of Judges. It's a great story. Wasn't sure where it was. Thank you. Oh man, cool. Yeah, that's a great story. So, Celeste, how was you? What's something deeper you saw in the movie? Well, by this point, my devotion will have already come out, right. so I'm going to bounce off that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting to me to watch how, like Chris was saying, he went from not believing to not only believing in Santa Claus, but believing that he was Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And then the faith of Charlie in the fact that he was Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, to me, it was representation because God knows who he is, what he's put in you. He knows who he's called you to be, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't want to step up and do it. Mm -hmm. We don't want to get in the sleigh. We don't want to, you know, fly behind reindeer because that does seem kind of sketchy right. um, <laughs> in many ways, in <laughs> ways. They, do, they do stink okay. <laughs> well that's one thing I, I i was thinking the exact same thing pretty much you know that he kind of ran from his calling yeah. initially you know didn't believe it and was like no i don't want this you know but uh like you said god knows us and he doesn't make mistakes and he has destinies for us, and it's it's up to us to walk it out, mm-hmm. you know, to step into so, that. Well, and sometimes we just need somebody to believe in us. Yeah. Some, you know, sometimes we need a physical person right. to believe in us because sometimes I'm saying sometimes a lot. I'm not sure why, but we need God can seem distant if you're running away from who you are. Right. So you need that physical person to go. No, this is who you are. This is what you were supposed to do because this is what you're good at. This is what God's created you for. Right. Yeah. And God will put people in your path, you know, to, to draw you back to him. I, I went years ago, many, many years ago, I drove a cab in Ruston and, uh, this, I picked this guy up and just in conversation, 
um, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said something about church or something, you know, spiritual or about God. And he just all of a sudden he was like, I can't get away from you people. And I started laughing, but it, it turned into like this 30 minute conversation. And, you know, he was like, he had been running from the Lord. And it's like, yeah, God's going to keep putting people in your place. That's it. You know, to, to draw you back to him. And what, and sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's not nice. I mean, we all yeah. remember what happened to Jonah. I mean, <laughs> this is true. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, <laughs> right? This is true. It ate him. <laughs> it's like Jaws with less him, taste. Spits him back out. <laughs> so that's, those are great points about because running from your calling, I mean, you don't want to run so far, but at the same time, there is a danger of you running so far. The guy's like, "What? I'm just gonna, you know, give yourself up, let you give yourself over to your depravity." Yeah, and that is that's a danger that people have is they run so far from God. God's like, "I'm I'm here. I ain't moving." Right, and so I've laid it out. So this is one of those things that people, I think, in real life, struggle with on a regular basis. And I think some of it's because they don't have the confidence in who they are and. And who they are in Christ. Yes. And I feel like that's a, um, there's a lot of aspects to it that I think are, I think it's a, a lack of, of discipleship, not being trained up and having people in your life to healthily come alongside and goes, hey, let's raise you up. Let's, let's teach you how to do this thing. Let's do this thing uh, together. Um, whereas um, I, I see the opposite a lot of time in the church and, and around life is where people are like, hey, you're a Christian. Great. You, you should automatically know how to do everything. And there's this struggle, right. you know, and uh, yeah, there's some things that come naturally, but there's things you have to learn. You have to be taught. And we kind of see that even in, in the movie um, where Scott, you know, he he has this radical transformation. He doesn't believe it. He's like, I don't know. I don't not Santa Claus, but he sees some of the elements of it. It's like, look, dude, you're walking in this, whether you like it or not. Yep. And he's denying it. But at the same time, he's having to learn. Yeah. what it is and how to do it is. and <coughs> He's at the North Pole and he's learning all these things about everything that's happening and how everything works. And um, we don't see that necessarily. Or we, we see that kind of reflection that in, in the church. People not being who they're supposed to be and nobody there to help them be those things. Right. I remember years ago, I was talking with an individual. I've never been more frustrated with somebody in my life, to be perfectly honest. And uh, they were complaining about people who come to Christ. They go to the altar. They have this this tear fest. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And they give up everything. And then they see them two weeks later doing the exact same thing they did before. And the guy was like basically calling them out as hypocrites and saying that it wasn't real and all sorts of stuff. I'm like, well, let me ask you something. Because we see that. I mean, legitimately. Yeah. We see that in people who we, we see the emotional um, salvations, which that's a real thing. I believe people really in, in, in emotional moments do give themselves to the Lord, uh, but they just don't have the train to walk it out. But um, I asked, I was like, man, when you see those people and they give themselves to the Lord, um, how many of them have you personally gone to and said, hey, let me help you? Yeah. Let me teach you. Like, well, none of them. Uh, well, why not, man? <laughs> well, I mean, it's real simple. You just read the word, man. You, you, and you, you do, I'm like, but... If you're not raised in church, you don't know that. You have to teach them. Right. And this is something that was raised in church. They're around it all the time. Yeah. And if you're not taught these things, it's hard. And and if we, if we want to take the illustration of Scott a little bit further, you know, he was a man that believed in Santa Claus, didn't believe in Santa Claus, and now he, he is the Santa Claus. You know, you got the person who maybe they were raised in church and then they, you know, walked away from God. They don't believe in God anymore. And then all of a sudden they, they have this radical experience. They go, okay, there's something real here, right. but they're not walking in it. And they, you know, they need somebody to help them through that process. 
Well, and if nothing else, just to hold them accountable. Yeah. Because you can form habits that are not godly, Mm -hmm. that if you're not walking with Christ, if you're not doing what you need to do Mm -hmm. in your Christian walk, then you're not going to think about it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have somebody to gently go, hey, that's not the best. Mm -hmm. That's really shouldn't be doing that. I'm not saying call people out and be jerks to them, but just to... Walk them through it. This this yeah. really isn't something you should be doing, mm. and let the Holy Spirit convict them. Right. They don't know. It's not like they're going to be doing whatever they do. They're not going to be robbing a bank, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's going to be like, "Stop that!" And they're going like, "Oh my God, I don't not supposed to do this." <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that happens. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I know it could, right. but. Generally, it doesn't. Generally, by the time you're robbing the bank, you're just right. robbing the bank. <laughs> and so. it's, it is biblical. You know, it talks about the older women teaching the younger women. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's several scriptures to back that up. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, it's the whole discipleship process. Exactly. You know, God put that in our hands. Mm-hmm. You know, go ye into all the world and make disciples. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit obviously is there. To convict us and lead us and, and guide us. But, yeah, there is something to be said for loving, yeah, you know, uh, mentorship. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you're loving with it, that opens the door for Holy Spirit to come in and Definitely. be the convictor. To right. be the one who brings the harshness to right. it. Yeah. So we don't need to do that. Right. Right. And I feel like so many people, they try to step into that place of holy spirit yeah and they're like i'm the father you're not my father <laughs> you're 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 not even my earthly father you're certainly not the godly father you're not right? even luke's you are father you, you're <laughs> <laughs> but you're a man that god's put in my life that maybe is a mentor like you said and, and we've given you access and um and that's a good thing and you should and allow the access to call things out and walk you through it there are some people who abuse that though yeah and they go too far and they abuse the access given to them so there's a, there's a balance to it all and like you said, this, this loving correction, look, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kicking the butt. We're going to walk through this <laughs> together, though. And that's the key, walking through it together. I've seen too many times where there's been the the chastisement, yeah. but not the walking through it with somebody. Yeah, yeah the you yeah. did wrong, but not how to fix it. Right. Or not helping them to fix it, not walking yeah. through the fixing process. So another thing that I saw in the movie that was kind of struck me was um, it was dealing with the situation with the parents right when the, they were um, it was when things were coming to a pinnacle and they're they're arguing with each other and the the son sees what's happening he knows what's happening and then the son now has this great faith in his in his dad as, as Santa Claus and and they're tearing this guy down and they're like look this is wrong this is and the kid doesn't understand that and um we may have conflict amongst ourselves, but we need to be cognitive about how to handle that conflict appropriately because it does, our conflict affects other people. Yeah. If the movie had not ended the way it did, um, it, it could have gone very, very south. Another direction. And we, often we see that in reality where, um, what well, was the example of split, of split family where you have this amazing, uh, this crazy conflict within the two parents and the kids left to, out to dry. Yeah. You know, wondering, what am I supposed to do now? And I've seen this a ridiculous amount of times with, with different families where, um, you know, neither parent really liked each other and they were angry and they were always bashing each other in front of their kids. Oh, yeah. And the, the damage that does to the kid yeah. who has this emotional attachment to the parent, the parent may legitimately be an idiot and doing stuff that's wrong. <laughs> 
but this kid has these people who who love them. They have yeah. you know now you're attached to them, right. and that's and beyond the the parent child relationship, we're talking about dealing with issues within the church, issues amongst each other, brothers and sisters. We may have friendships and relationships with other people. You may have a friendship with a guy named with, with a guy named John, and um, that you know you're really close to John. You care about him, and then another person has an issue with John. And they're bashing John, and they're in front of you. And you're like, you get offended for John. You're like, that's my homie. I love you, but that's my that's one of my friends. And you know, you have a close relationship, and that you're carrying a hurt that's not yours to carry at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the reason why Scripture tells us to how to handle conflict. Yeah. The whole going to each other one on one and handling it that way, and then going at it, bringing another person, handling it, and then bring in a uh, somebody in authority. At no point does it say, bash it out in front of everybody in the public. When it says bring somebody with you, it's supposed to be a reliable witness who is somebody who is knowledgeable with the situation that can help bring revelation, to help bring correction. And then the authority aspect is still not even like in front of everybody. Right. So not even just the taking on somebody else's offense like you were talking about, mm-hmm. but think of how it makes us look to mm. the non-Christians. Right. The people who don't know who Jesus is on a personal level. They just know what you've told them. Right. Well, now you're bashing somebody else and they're going, how are you any different than me? Okay. Here's, here's the best example. And I was thinking about it when Dallas was talking and you just added perfectly. When Jesus sent Judas out, mm-hmm. the last supper after, right after he sent Judas out to go and betray him. This is one of the 12 that walked with these men for three years. Mm-hmm intimate relationship with all these men. Right. What did Jesus tell them? What did he illustrate? What did he say? They will know you're my disciples by your love one for another. Mm -hmm. And I think he was telling them that. It doesn't say it, but my my feeling, I've used this as an example numerous times. My feeling is that he knew when they found out what Judas was doing as he was speaking, Mm -hmm. that they were going to be pretty upset with Judas, you know. And I think he was just reminding them, look, the way you treat each other is going to illustrate who you are to the world. Mm-hmm. They will know you're my disciples by your love right. one for another. You know, and I think that's key. That is key. Mm-hmm. Well, we see that illustrated over and over, the, the, the grace of the Lord for people who have done wrong, legitimately wrong. We even see that way back in Genesis with Cain and Abel. And Cain has, as murder's brother, has buried the body, has tried to hide the evidence, and then lies to God about it. And everyone goes, you got all these ridiculous things about the what is the mark of Cain? What is that? You got vampires and junk. No, it was, <laughs> I mean, for reals. What, what was the mark of Cain? It was a sign to the world going, hey, don't jack with this man. Yeah. This is someone that God He's loved. He's protected. He's protected. Yeah. This, was a, this was a mark of grace to yeah. protect him because once people heard, they were going to go after him. Yeah. And so we see this, this aspect of grace. Because they were all family, too. Yeah. You think about that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they all came from Adam and Eve, so we're talking about brothers and cousins. <laughs> and, yeah. All the above, man. <laughs> yeah. And so we see this played out over and over in, in scriptures of, of grace given to people who have done wrong and handling it in a proper manner. And so that's a great point. Yep. Love. Spirit of Christmas. Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while we don't have a controversy about this movie specifically, I do want to point this um, because it's an interesting thing. What makes 
a Christmas movie, a Christmas movie. The last three movies we had were kind of one of those hotly debated ones. We had Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie or not? <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas movie, Halloween movie. And then you had Batman Returns. Is it or is it not? And, and these are debated things. And you ask anybody and they'll have varying results. So what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? This is kind of... Off, this is real off the top of your head, real sudden, I know. But what what <laughs> do you guys first. think <laughs> makes a Christmas movie? Throw me under the bus. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> oh, I think what makes a Christmas movie is the atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is why we were discussing this. And I didn't get to be on that podcast because of other things. But why I didn't feel like Batman was a good Christmas movie because it made me feel uncomfortable at the end. Mm-hmm. When it ended, I didn't feel happy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that, oh, that was a good movie. I mean, it was a great movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't have that mm-hmm. feeling. With Die Hard, with Nightmare Before Christmas, I did. I literally, if I had gone to the theaters, would have left smiling. Mm-hmm. And so I and I end up smiling every time I watch the Santa Claus. Right. So to me, it's not just a setting or a time it's the how it makes you feel Mm. so yes there should be snow i think personally (laughs) or or explosions whatever um (laughs) snow explosions there's ash it looks like snow snow. there's things happening there um and yes i think that it should be set at christmas time and all that but mostly it's just the how at the end of the movie how do you feel Mm. so that's that's what i think makes a christmas movie what do you think I, I would agree, um, and you said there's really no controversy about this movie. Well, one thing that I was thinking about when I was anticipating this podcast, there's a, actually a controversy in the church about Christmas in general. Mm-hmm. You know, should we celebrate? Should we not? Is it pagan? Is it not? Right. You know, and I don't want to get into all that here. We don't right. have enough time. <laughs> That's another but podcast. That's a whole, probably a series of podcasts. <laughs> Maybe that but, could be on the Reformed yeah. podcast where it's, it's like Fight Club. But I was discussing the other day um, about this very topic and a couple of things that I said, um, you know, should we celebrate Christmas? I said one of the biggest indications to me that Christmas is something that we should observe is how much it's fought against Mm. by the enemy. Mm -hmm. He's tried to take Christmas away. He's tried to take, you know, you can't say Merry Christmas. You have to say Happy Holidays. You know, all of this controversy that we've had over the past few years. Mm -hmm. That is a good indication. And then the other thing that I said was kind of what Celeste was talking about, that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says to try the spirits and see if they be of God. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing negative about Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's like it it makes you feel good. Everybody, generally people are nicer at Mm -hmm. Christmas, you know. I mean, it's all about giving and loving and caring for your fellow man. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, Unless you're in traffic. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) there are some little... Aspects, but Christmas in general is about feeling good and, right. and loving your fellow man, you know. And so that feeling that you get—that's mm-hmm. what makes a good, a, mm-hmm. a good Christmas movie. I can see that. So I, my podcast last week when we talked about um, Batman Returns, I, I missed the same thing that there's this there's that feel good that you get from a Christmas movie, right? You're just like you're all right with things. And um, with Batman Returns, I said it was kind of awkward because there is a little bit of that for me at the very, very last ending scene where you see Catwoman still alive. There seems to be hope between Bruce and 
this man who's who's been tormented all of his life, and you know, there's somebody that's like him. There's a bit, possibility for a reconnection for him, but there is because the way it is, it's kind of a somber, but you're hopeful thing. So I kind of I I keyed it as a a Gotham Christmas. You know, it's mm. hope, but it's very dark hope. You know, <laughs> and so, but there is there does seem to be if you ask people across the board, what is a Christmas movie? There is this this feeling. Yeah. And uh, not that everything is about feelings in life, but there is an aspect. I feel like we lose things um, in life about we have this whole war within the church itself of uh, our faith is super intellectual or super experiential mm-hmm. and emotional. And and I say that both of those are very anti-biblical. It's yeah. all very balanced, balanced and middle of the ground. Balance, yes. And I mean, we, and there are days where I'm very like, man, God is speaking to me through the the. Um, the experiential emotional side of things and but i always bounce out we're going what does the word say about the situation right. at the yeah. same time there's there's stuff that i'm reading the word i'm like what the heck yeah, i don't get it and then i you have to allow the the emotional aspect to be there i was reading in in john this morning in um john 19 i was preparing for our bible study that we're doing on tuesdays and uh john, john 18 i'm sorry and uh <laughs> so i had a heart attack because you always missed a week but i was reading john 18 it was talking about when Jesus is betrayed, and you know, and I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm looking at stuff, and, and it's a very intellectual process. But for me, I'm as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm uh, because I am so um, I visualize things so much. Uh, I'm getting emotional about this aspect because this is the chapter where Jesus is betrayed, where his best friend shows up. One of his best friends shows up with a whole bunch of people, and they're there to arrest him and. He's and I mean I'm just like I'm I'm like I'm I'm not gonna cry man yeah. you know you know so there's this balance in between it yeah. all. Well, good thoughts, guys. We appreciate everybody taking time to listen to Com Talk today. Chris, thanks so much for being part of the show. Oh, it was fantastic. You got any closing remarks for the devoted geeks out there that are listening to Com Talk right now? Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> In the morning, he's getting a cat scan. <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, I'm getting a cat scan. Not really. Not really. Not really. So he might check his pacemaker. <laughs> uh, it's just a heart valve. It's not a pacemaker. Okay. <laughs> it click. Uh, oh, man. The ticking bearded movie pirate. That's great. <laughs> I do actually tick. I do have he a does. heart right. that ticks. That is audible. He, right. He is your very own metronome. Yes, it is. I am. <laughs> he's got great... Great rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, thanks so much again for being part of the show. Really appreciate you. Uh, Don't miss next week's podcast and Geek Devotion. Like we said earlier, Stranger Aliens will be with us. It's an amazing podcast that I love where they um, they take all the strange things that are out there that are geeky and wonderful and uh, they discuss it and they break it down and uh, they'll bring up some some very... um, theological and spiritual aspects to it and uh, very similar to actually to how Calm Talk runs actually if I had it, now that I'm thinking about it but uh, these guys are great one of the best things I ever heard from them actually and it was and we're going way off track here mm-hmm. they did an episode last month I think I think it was last month and are you familiar with the game called Hero Clicks? I am not it's a game where you have these little figures and there's like um, there's a, a dial on it you spin there's numbers 
And it's all turn-based, and you're basically in this war with other people, other players, and it's really quite interesting uh, to, to see people play it out. You click them. Yeah, and it's called it clicks. <laughs> and so, like, you have, like, you have everything from Batman to Agent Coulson to Wonder Woman's uh, Invisible Jet to, you know, across the gambit. That's an awkward hero click because it's just the numbers. <laughs> so, well, you got me one, I think. It was a joke. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And it failed. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Bad joke, bad joke. They they played Heroclix. They played a whole game. And then they narrated like like they were in some intergalactic, interdimensional combat arena. And they narrated the whole battle scene out. It's like 15 minutes. You got to check it out. Go look them up. Calm Talk. Not Calm Talk. uh, Strangers (laughs) and Aliens. They're on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. They are amazing. I love them to death. And so, but they're going to be doing Geek Devotions and they're going to be doing um, our podcast, Calm Talk. I and we're going to be talking about Star Trek Generations. So it's remembered that they were doing our podcast. Yes, they are. Well, I we're going to be with we them. We were doing theirs. We're going to do theirs later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got confused, guys. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so, guys, thanks so much for taking time. Leave some comments down below and on our YouTube channel or send some feedback via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Geek Devotions. And uh, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Leave some love for Chris and uh, let him know how amazing he is and tell him he needs to get his own podcast up and running one day. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, one day. There you go. So, uh, don't forget also, check us out on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's all super appreciated. Until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love. Done. Geek out. <laughs> <laughs>